What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. And, you know, we, we've been we've been getting into the thick of sports this year, and it's exciting. Everybody's geeked up. We got all of the sports back at one time. First time ever we've seen all these sports together. But I'm going to give y'all these introductions because we got a lot of sports to get to. We got some football, college football, NFL, NBA playoffs, of course. And we even... Got a CFL up-and-comer in the building. So, I'm going to introduce the same old crew that we always got. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Depressed, but I'm right here. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't be like that. I know it's tough to be a Houston fan right now, but we're going to talk about it later. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, Kenton Gibbs. And our special guest for today, he's going to be around for the entire show, is CFL champion with the Calgary Stampeders, defensive tackle Mike Rose. Ain't that crazy? I'm a defensive tackle now. Ain't that crazy? Wow. Wow. You know, you used to call us fat all the time, Mike. And now look at you. You're one of us fat guys. That whoa, is crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is crazy. I'm, too, I'm 270, pimp. Hey, hey, big dog. Hey, big dog. Is you a one tech or a three tech? You you the nose? Three. You look like Hey, somebody told me you looking like Ben Pierce these days, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you what the dope man told me. Nah, but um, you know, we we just wanted to ask you. We first of all, we're excited to have you on the show. You know, if you're gonna come to facts over acts, if you're gonna come to facts over acts, we we need you to come with the facts and the energy. That's that's what we need from you. Can you fulfill all that right. for us, Mike? Oh, my of course, man. man. My man, I'm gonna keep it honest. Uh, hey, sometimes a little too honest, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. <laughs> all right. Um. So, so in the in the spirit of honesty and all that, man, how did it feel winning a championship with the Calgary Stampeders? Because if I am correct, that was your first championship on. Yeah, not uh, everybody can be like you, Mister Gibbs, and win hey, championships I'm... on championships. You know me. Uh, let's see. And I... Shit, last ch- uh, championship I won before, you know, 2018, I think I was a little league champion. I think right. I won my, in my city league. But uh, besides that, man, yeah, that's my first one. It was a great feeling, man. It's great to be a part of a winning culture, you know, because mm-hmm. in high school we was terrible. In college we mm-hmm. were mediocre. So, uh-huh. you know. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. This facts over acts. If you feel like y'all, if you feel like we were better or worse than mediocre at state, you can say it. You know what I mean? We ain't. Hey, ain't nobody writing no checks for you. I mean, ain't nobody we, uh, from Rally Cash or checks for you, down there. No, no. I mean, it is what it is. We were mediocre, man. Like, I feel like that some things happen that if they didn't happen, that's a, instead of a six to seven win season, that's a nine to ten win season. It just happens to be every year that these same issues keep happening <laughs> i got you i got you uh, when we talk about you know going from your high school f- to college to the cfl you went from south carolina to north carolina to calgary canada um is that has has that been a culture shock or has the weather anything has anything really like thrown you through a loop that you weren't really prepared for 
uh, playing in cold, like extreme cold weather, like snow, you know, at state, you know, it was my first bit of playing a little bit of cold, but that wasn't true cold. Mm -hmm. You know, in Canada, I played in negative 30, negative 20, you know, negative 30. It gets, it gets risky. I've I've been in a, I've been in a six inch storm snow game. So, I mean, things up here are a little different, you know? So how many, how many layers did you wear? Oh man, I had about two underarms on, a scuba suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking like Tom Brady times ten out there. Oh, all right, all right now. Um, so we know that the CFL uh, and the Canadian government got together and canceled the football season. How did you feel about that? Is that like something, especially after getting your new contract and everything? Was that something that was like? You know, I understand it is what it is, or what was what was going through your head and uh, when everything went down with that. Honestly, you know, the first thing that came through my hand is run me my bread. You know, I, I want my paper in my hand because <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm paid to play football. If I'm not given the opportunity, you need to pay me because I didn't. Right. I, I wasn't given the opportunity, but the CFL definitely the execs mishandled the situation. And with a lot of us, no one knew what to do with COVID. So to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, you either take the route of I don't care and I'm going to play, but the NFL has the money to do that. The CFL, on the other hand, took a position of, well, we'll see, maybe, and that ended up costing them a season. You know, I feel like they should have just made a decision and stuck by it. I feel that. I feel that. So are there any rumblings of like maybe starting it delayed or, or playing in spring instead? Or is it just like, hey, we're not having a season this year. We'll try again next fall. That that was 100% the sentiment because they they didn't know what they was doing, man, which happens a lot in these leagues. You know how it is. The, the execs are old and you got these guys yeah. in the league office. They're just old, man. They don't know how to move with the times. And they right. nobody knew what COVID was going to do but i feel like you have to be prepared for everything essentially that's your job that's you're, you're the big that's honcho you're the head do, honcho do so you, at the end of the day you got to make those hard decisions and you know they chose to wait on the government and the government was like nah so if you want to ask us then we're going to say no so they should have made the decision themselves to just play do you feel yeah. they put the players first in any way or they just not at all i mean ain't no professional sports league besides the NBA really putting their players first, in my opinion. Because with football, it's it's a, you know, it's a lot of politics in football at every level, even the high school level. And I just feel like in the NBA, they have a true voice. You know, in the NFL, and being in the CFL, that's a much smaller league than the NFL. You know, you got guys, you know, instead of making 400 grand as a minimum, you know, they make 70, 80 grand, you know, up here. So that's, right. that's a big difference. And guys up here, you know, it's essentially last chance you in a sense. So you don't want to be the guy to speak up too much and then you're not playing football because you spoke up. Right. 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 Okay. So I appreciate it. I, I appreciate your, your candid honesty with those topics. And, you know, I know that Mike, Mike Rose, you consider yourself to be a well-versed guy in many sports. So we're going to dig into many sports today. If Let's that's do. all right with you. I'm down. All righty. So the first thing we're going to do is give these playoff updates. There were only four teams left last week. 
Now, at the at the time of this recording, there are five teams left in the playoffs uh, at the moment. The Eastern Conference Final is already decided. Uh, Miami dominated, absolutely dominated the Milwaukee Bucks for one. Toronto uh, lost. The defending champs are out. They were defeated by Boston in seven. Um, and the the Lakers took care of the Rockets like yesterday's trash. They lost game one again <laughs> and rattled off four straight again. Uh, and the the Clippers and Nuggets, they're tied up in three apiece. We don't know how this thing's going to go. You know, we it, it's, it's tough. The, the Nuggets did that thing where they go down 3-1 again, and then they decide to get in their bag and want to play some ball. So, fellas, are there any surprises, any opinions changing from last week? Man, um, surprises? No, I, I had Houston getting one more game, but after they just showed that they didn't want to fight at all, I wasn't surprised by how the rest of that series turned out. Um, no surprises with Bucks Heat. I think we already covered that. You mm-hmm. can't beat a team with the defense as intense as Miami. Even though I had Milwaukee winning in seven, if you told me they lost, I wouldn't be surprised. You got Chris Middleton as your two man. That doesn't sound like uh, aspirations for a championship. Right. Um, not at all. But Boston, I, I had Boston winning in. I think I had Boston winning in six initially, but I'm not surprised. I went to seven. Those are two teams. It would have been a. I wouldn't be surprised if that series went either way. Um, Clippers, Nuggets. I'm not going to necessarily say I'm surprised. I had the Clippers winning this series in six. But I said from the beginning of the season that the Clippers were constructed to only beat the Lakers. Like, I feel like the Clippers were so thirsty to be the big brother in L.A. that they saw what the Lakers put together and they wanted to put together a team that could beat the Lakers. They they don't match up well against almost any other playoff team that's in the Western Conference except for the Lakers. So I'm not surprised that this is going to seven games. As a betting man and you got Kawhi Leonard on your side of the court, I'm going to bet with the Clippers pulling it out in game seven. I think everybody wants to see the battle of L.A. But uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that it's at seven games. The way it's transpiring, the fact that they're up almost 20 and at the end of the third quarter and they're blowing these leads and losing the game by 20. I'm surprised by that. But if you told me the series went to seven, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too shocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, I know that you're a depressed Rockets fan. We need to bring you back. Talk to me. What you thinking? Well, you see, the reason why I'm so depressed though, Gibbs, you know, I was the biggest Brian fan in the world before he became yeah. a Laker. I just can't get with the Lakers, man. And, and, <laughs> and seeing LeBron succeed against my team, it's just so hard. I'm so torn and conflicted, man. It's just like, dang, who do I root hey, listen, for? Hey, listen, if it wasn't for Horny Man Dan, they might not have had that same amount of success. <laughs> That, that you know they might not have had the same amount of success, but I, I feel you. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Chris. Celtics versus Toronto. I already saw that going into the Celtics' hands. I didn't expect it to go seven because when Siakam gets a good defense against him, he does not show up, and it's been proven. Bones. Like even in the regular season, he 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 doesn't show up when he gets a defense finally in front of him. Like he's a great player, phenomenal player. He was a he's a great story as well. If you read up on Pascal Siakam, but when he got a good defense going against him, it's, it's not really much he he can do. It's like he's kind of he's not a he's a, he's average in every area. If you ask me, like he's a good slasher, he's a good three point shooter, 
He's a, a decent three-point shooter. He's a decent mid-range shooter. He has minimum post moves. It's just he's really just average. He's an all-around player. And his, I thought his defense would be better this series, but his defense didn't even show up to the series. So I would, if I'm Toronto, I'll put that loss on Siakam and run it back, see if you can get anybody in free agency that can help you out a little bit. The, Toronto is a promising future if they can get a star. But being in Toronto, I just don't see them getting a star. So Kawhi being there might have been the best thing for them because now they're going to be rel- relatively relevant for the next, like, five to ten years, I think. But I feel that. I feel that. Nuggets and Clippers, I honestly think the Clippers going to wake up. I think the Clippers suffer from what the, the Nuggets have the opposite of. The Clippers don't like playing for real until – they like playing for real in the beginning and then they slack off in the end. The Nuggets like playing for real when they about to get kicked out and sent home. They like that story of we didn't pack our bags. We didn't come to this game packing our bags, which is pretty dumb to me because I would halfway pack up because then when you lose that alien, you prime. You got to get all your bags together at the same time. So now your clothes got tears on them. Right. Now your clothes got tears on them. Now you got to wash before you leave. And they gonna, the hotel going to be hurrying you out of there because they trying to get as many people out of there as they can. So you just, I, I don't know. But I think the Clippers still going to win it. Just strictly off the fact Kawhi, he showed flashes at the end of this game. Like, if he really want to, he could stop deferring. I don't know why he's deferring this series to Paul George. Like, he deferred a lot today. I watched that game in entirety. He -hmm. deferred a lot to Paul George. I know Paul George was getting it going early, but he had a quiet 30 points. Like, let's not not let the numbers confuse us. He went 9 for 21 before he got them three free throws at the end of the game, but put him at 33 points. But he was 9 for 21. That's not efficient at all, and that's not something that could get you a championship, let alone beat the Nuggets. Because the Nuggets, they are so deep. like, And they injured and they're deep. Do y'all realize they still got Will Barton out? They still got some guys yeah. out that were really, yeah. really would have made this series even harder I, for them. I, I really looked at that box score earlier and looked at the, the Nuggets roster from top to bottom. Just based off a talent standpoint, they might mo- they might have the most talented team in the league as far as like a, a 15 roster, but they might have the deepest team in the league. When yeah, like, like, like if you was to average all of their players, like, I'm not off 2K because you know they raids on 2K are ridiculous. But if you was to give oh, each player overall, <laughs> if you was to give each player a, a great, like a, a reasonable overall, I feel like the Nuggets would have the highest team overall. They don't have many bums on that team at all. I feel that. I feel that. Our steam guys. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and lastly, Milwaukee in the Heat. I just. I'm sorry, Giannis. I hate to be that one, but Josh gonna do it if I don't do it anyway. It's time to bounce, man. Ain't no love. Yeah, it's time, man. You either go to the Heat, and I don't know why everybody on Twitter thinks he would even go to Toronto. Like, only two people are signed to Toronto long term. Why would you go to a team that going to use all the money for you, and then they got to get rid of everybody else? So, I don't know why people are thinking that. They don't don't know basketball. But I say you go to Miami because clearly Bam's not a – a priority for whatever reason, but you go to Miami, they they managed to sign Bam back. That's the only guy that's been able to slow you down a lot in the league. You team up with him, y'all go get y'all a ring together. But I've been other than that, a few rings together, but I guess yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be like a Wade and Brown combo, but Seth Giannis need to get a little three ball, but. It's going to be a mini Wade and Brown, not an actual Wade and Brown. We're going to save a 2K conversation for another day, but um, I got to talk to somebody. My my boy Kuz, like, he ain't the coldest hooper, but don't give my dog a 72, bro. 
out of control. Out of control. <laughs> My, our, our esteemed guest, Mike Rose, tell me what yeah. you're seeing in these playoffs. Tell me if any of these series are surprising you, and if you expected this uh, when the bubble began or when the playoffs began. I, I'm not going to lie to you. The bubble has shown me who just, like, low-key is a dog. I'm seeing hoopers that I never really expected to have dog in them. You ain't lying, bro. Just show me some things. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Some guys that disappointed me, I'm not – you know, I live in Canada. So, Pascal Siakam, I knew this was a front-running situation. If you – Jalen Brown was hemming that boy up like uh, Tyrese and Baby Boy. It, it was getting Oh, ugly. my God. Like, it oh, was bad. Jalen Brown was putting the clamps on him. Like, it was ugly. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry. I love Kyle Lowry. I do to an extent, but – if Kyle Lowry got put up 30 for you to win, that's tough. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Hey, 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 I thought about that. Kyle Lowry, you know a team Kyle Lowry would fit so perfect on, bro. Don't say the Spurs. No, 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 no. Only Chris Paul would fit <laughs> under pop. He Only Chris Paul. <laughs> bro, if, if Kyle Lowry went to the Lakers, bro, they that is exactly what they need on that team. LeBron they need a lockdown guard, and they need somebody that can bring the ball up and make a play. If he went to the Lakers, like, I know the Lakers is a big name city, and I'm sorry I'm taking away from your time, Mike, but if Kyle Lowry went to the Lakers, that would be just amazing, bro. He was, the like, the piece that they would gel everything together through. I mean, hey, they look to be jelling fine out, but I get you. I get what you say. I get what you say. I, what you I, say. I, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Yeah. So, Mike, to finish telling me about what you're seeing in these playoffs and, and your, your fellow Canadians. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, every person in Toronto wants Giannis to come up. I'm going to tell you that now. But he would be nutty to come up there, in, in my opinion, because Toronto, Toronto will take care of him, but Kawhi had the perfect situation. It wouldn't be the same. Toronto had everything when they had Kawhi. If Kawhi would have chose to stay. Toronto definitely is. We we talking to championship talk maybe another two years. They had it mm-hmm. and they they lost that situation. But I I think that the Celtics to me are just uh uh they got all stars. They they got great play together. They play well together, man. I just don't know if they got enough aggression to beat Jimmy. Because right. they can. Because right. Miami shoot your lights out. That's what Miami's mm-hmm. doing. They got everything. Miami can play ball with any team right now. Absolutely. Hey, Miami wrong me of that team. You know that one kid and, and pick him up, mess him up. That you just used to hate <laughs> when he get the ball because you know he just gonna take yeah. six, seven people to tackle him. It's just yeah. that's what Miami remind me of, bro. Because you gotta name, come bro. correct with the they got school with him. And his name was they James Brown. Any team, they can play with any team right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What about our West? I mean, out west, I already knew the west was going to be the toughest division, period. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. if you, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing from LeBron, but we all know, we've all heard it a million times. If LeBron could just stop passing the ball so much, and don't get me wrong, he's probably one of the greatest pure passers we've ever seen since Magic right. Johnson. I mean, Bruckett passed the ball like nobody else. At, at any position. But, mm-hmm. man, if you if this man just – I love LeBron. LeBron's one of his biggest fans. Sometimes I just wish he would go back to that Miami Eastern Conference with the mass 60 points. Just do it yourself. Because AD – right now, AD's back hurts. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. LeBron putting up 25, that he's doing his thing. But I think for him to close out in a situation where this might be one of his last chances at a ring, realistically, I think LeBron got put this shit on his back. He got put on his back, in my opinion. I don't see. I feel that. I don't see the Clippers. The Clippers look uninterested in basketball to me. I think right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's what I'm saying. Every time you hear something about the Clippers, it's about the the Pat Bev. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And by I, the way, I, Pat Bev. Two points. I think points. I can do Pat Bev in right now. I think I can do Pat Bev in right now. Two point six five, Pat Bev. And 19 minutes, 19 minutes. Like, if you give me Pat Bell's minutes, I can at least give you some more rebounds and assists. I might, I can't hit the three ball like he's been lately. I have to give him that. He has been hey, listen. the three ball. Hey, listen, man. All I'm saying is, lap dance Lou and, and, and Pat Bev is, you know, they do they do their thing coming off that but, bench. But that's the thing. You got to have Pat Bev on the floor because Lemon Pepper going to give you 25, but whoever he guarding going to score 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. But, but, but can we talk about Lemon Pepper? Can we talk? Lemon Pepper is playing awful. Like, like yes. this is, yes. he's one of the people you can tell he feeds off that energy coming off the bench as the sixth man and the crowd pumping up the second unit. He feeds off that. You can tell because right. Lou Will is a bucket. You can put him in any gym right now and he would destroy the gym with, with sure. any of the all-time greats. He has scored with the best of them. But Lou Will in this bubble, he is struggling, bro. Uh, I, I don't know if Lou Will scores against the all-top greats. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think he put up some decent some decent buckets. But I I mean if I'm looking at if I'm looking at all this, I don't see any surprises besides we talked about uh Miami Milwaukee last week, so no need to rehash that really. Um the way that, you know, I some of the decisions Toronto made down the stretch was clear that they were not only wilting physically but mentally down the stretch against Boston. Powell had the ball and he caught he has Tatum on him and he calls for a pick and roll that gets Marcus Smart checking. And I'm thinking to myself, Marcus Smart why is on first team all defense. <laughs> exactly. I don't care who is on me. And don't and and no no disrespect to Tatum's defense cuz he's a fine defender himself. He's not first team all defense. I am fine with saying, you know what? If Tatum eat this shot, he gonna eat it, but that's okay. But you know that not only that, but then another play in transition with Paul, where he got Marcus Smart running behind him. You got to know he gonna go for that chase down block. You got yeah. to know that. You got well, to Gibbs, know he gonna jump. You, your first problem is this, Gibbs. You said it in the first word you said. Why is Paul on the floor right there? But but here's the thing. For me, the only player that the Toronto Raptors played that I don't think they should have is Siakam. Hundred percent. After that first game with Jalen Brown yoked him up, that should have took him off the court. Exactly. And here's my question: I see, I understand he's an All Star. He's young. So you say I'll let you slide with one bad game. Okay, I'll let you slide with two bad games. Okay, I'll let you slide with three. Three is pushing it for me. That's on Nick Nurse, man. That's on Nick Nurse. Exactly. And and one of my friends, uh, Stephen Anderson, one of my good friends, shout out to Stephen. I know he's a listener of the pod. He's he's a great sports mind. And he said, I I liken it to uh, uh, the Celtics allowing Kimba to play through his struggles. Pascal ain't Kimba. Pascal no. does not have but, the but, but give, but give, He doesn't but have give. That's, that, that was your leading scorer, bro. You don't. 
I, I'm sorry, guys. I got this beat. You don't I bench understand. your leading scorer. I don't care how bad he's doing. You don't bench your I leading understand. scorer. I understand. I understand that. But that leading scorer does not have a signature move that he can always go to and get a bucket. Kemba, when he comes down that lane and he does that step back at the elbow, you count two points. It don't matter if he's at Connecticut. It don't matter if he's in Charlotte. It don't matter if he's with uh, the Celtics. You count that two points when he gets to his spot and either hits that runner or he hits that step back. Pascal has no move that you say, when Pascal does this, it's a bucket. So for me, I get it. He's your leading scorer. He's the guy. He's normally your guy. After five games of struggle, in game six, when it went double overtime, he played 54 minutes. Him. I, I'm sorry. I can't allow that. I can't. But that's and, what I'm saying. And, what, you going to put Serge in? Yes. Hey, the way Serge yeah. was hitting that series. Serge, Serge exactly. was a little bit. He did hit a few threes. I saw that early in the series. Bro, I, I just don't know who you put in. Serge is the I'm putting Serge in. I mean, because Gasol, Gasol, no, but Serge is on the floor in, the, in, the, in that double overtime. Serge, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't on the floor. I'm te- they yeah, took yeah, the actually, out. you're right. You're right. You're right. They took the, all the bigs out. OG the came out small. Yep. Exactly. And OG Ananobi was their center coming down the stretch. Yep. And all I could think was, okay, I understand it's coming down the stretch, but they're in double overtime now. Whatever you think that you lost with a big, you are recovering because your big is fresh. Their smalls are worn out. If you think he going to hit somebody who's been out the game for 10, 15 minutes with a blow by, and you've been in for 54, I'm, I'm sorry. You got to show bro, that to me. He went 12, 8, and 6, 5 for 19, bro. Yeah. And only got to the free throw line twice, bro. In 54 minutes. So that to me, Nick Nurse, I understand that's your starter. I understand that's your guy. At some point in time, you've got to pull the trigger on. You're struggling too hard. You're struggling too hard. And then when we get out to the West, um, Houston and Lakers, I was surprised <laughs> not that somebody from Houston broke the rules, but that it wasn't James Harden. That's the part <laughs> that surprised me. Because everybody Chill knows. Out James, James, bro. Hey, listen, the beer love the strippers. That's just the fact of life. We man, all, all know it. love strippers, man. But the beard is the only one that he go in, and you know where he went because some stripper that night, some fortunate young woman, is going to tweet, "Thank you, James Harden." That night, you know that's just the, the the nature of the beast here. That's just who he is. I'm surprised that Daniel House, married with three kids, was the one to do this. I don't want to be nowhere near the house. Hey, word <laughs> is Daniel Daniel House still outside the bubble right now. Talk about, hey, bro, take me back home with you, bro. Oh, I, I <laughs> man, and mind, mind you, mind you, listen, listen, Daniel House ain't even made his name in the league yet. This was his time. Mind you, he was on a 10-day contract last year. Last year, he was on a 10-day contract. So he ain't even made his name in the league to be messing up like this, dog. I, I bet you the league tried to help him out. was like, look, dog, you can stay if you want to, but we going to say you got to go so it don't look as bad. Hey, for sure. Because you know his old for lady. Sure. His old lady probably said, hey, dog, you might as well stay in that bubble, bro. Hey, hey, she told him. She told him, "We, you know what time it is when you get back. The divorce lawyer is already locked and loaded. They got She's one like, I'm, She's like, I'm glad you got a little two-year deal because now I can leave and, Houston. <laughs> and for the, I didn't and like it here anyway. And for, and for me, for the Clippers and the Nuggets, the only thing that has surprised me if you would have told me that this game went to seven, 
I would say I know what happened. Kawhi played great. The uh, the supporting cast played great. Playoff P did his playoff P thing. Paul George has been doing his job. He yeah. has not been great by any means, but he's been good. He's been what you I, as a number Paul two George. option. As a number two option, Paul George has been doing what he yeah. should be doing. He's done his job That's as a sidekick. He's doing what he's he's been a, the best Robin Kawhi could ask for. It's been the supporting cast that has absolutely not done it. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Kawhi defensively, we thought that he was invincible. Lazy. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray hit him with the Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. And he's Give. Jamal Murray. Think about how much he got to do on offense, though. Think about it. I Kawhi is doing a lot on offense, more than he had to do in Toronto. He has been having right. to do more. You're but absolutely Pat right. is a walking brick. I, true. But for me, I'm just shocked that the supporting cast is who's letting down for the Clippers. For the Clippers, I always thought, you know, either Kawhi going to get hurt or Paul George is going to do Paul George things where he goes missing, and that was going to be it. But, yeah, that's that. Other than that, no surprise for me. And, and now we touched on Daniel House a little bit. And, and you know, so the the word is the official word from the NBA, their investigation concluded that he had a visitor, visitor in his room for multiple hours who was unauthorized. Ooh. Now, imagine, actually, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that. If you are Daniel House, how do you try to explain this to your wife? Or do you even try to explain it? Do you I, was explain. I was depressed. <laughs> oh my lord! My listen, listen, kid. My mind you, was fumbling. Mind <laughs> you, it, it was it was one of the women that did all of the COVID tests for everybody in the bubble. Like one of the people that was on the staff to test people for COVID. So uh-huh. she in all these guys' face. Matter of fact, bro. There, there you know what no it is? Better. Hey, y'all ever been through training camp? You got camp eyes. Oh, yeah. Because oh, you know what's been. crazy? I oh, know yeah. the NBA is smart enough to be like, yo, she cannot be cute. She has to be weak. <laughs> and so I guarantee you, Daniel House said, you know what? I got to get it when I need it. That's what happened. Hey. I'm telling you. I got to get hey. it when I need it. And, and you know, for me, I'm not going to lie. I'm pulling up with the uh, with the range filled with Dior, Gucci, and Louis, and we're going to leave it at that. You just gotta, you just gotta take the L, bro. You got the, hey, you got to pull up with the rage, open the door, toys fall out for the kids, Louis and Christian Dior fall out, cause this woman not only got cheated on, the whole world knows she got cheated on. Mm, Yeah, that that makes. I I don't, I don't, I don't see him getting out that situation. That makes baby come back real hard. That makes that oh for sure, very hard for sure. But you know what? If you play baby come back out of surround sound speakers. In the twenty twenty, uh, in the twenty twenty, Mozzie, you'll be all right. You'll be. Okay. I mean, but Daniel House don't got that type of. Hold on, hold on. He he don't have that type of bread though. You got remember, he's on a ten day last year. Cry Ooh, in a Phantom or cry in a Honda. Well, you know what? Apparently, he don't got Phantom money. She she gonna be crying in a Honda anyway. That's crying. I mean, yeah. just think about it though. Think about it. Gives you we had a shortened season, so he didn't get paid as much this year. And on top of that. He, look, it just said he got a three-year, eleven million dollars. So he has a, he didn't even get the full three years yet. He only got a season of it, and it was a short that's season. So he, he so not this year. He that's, not balling like that. 
You know what? You know, we're going to move on from that man's personal life. Because it, it, it hurt me to think about what he had. Because if I'm looking at it from the warmest standpoint, the amount that he would have to do after you just talked about that contract, oh, you going to have to, what what uh, what Nipsey say? Double up? You're going to have to double up. Because you, you go. You gonna have to, but you know we gonna we gonna skip on past that. We gonna talk about the effects of what happens out of this series. Dan Tony's gone from the Rockets, and you know I feel like the Rockets and Bucks are in a similar area. So so I'm gonna ask this: What do both teams need to take that next step to become champs? Because both teams have been consistently in the playoffs. Both teams have been consistently, you know, uh, performing really well in the playoffs. Let's be honest except for this year. <laughs> so what do these teams need to get over the hump? You talking about the Rockets? The Rockets and the Bucks. Mike, we're going to start with you. What, what oh, do the they Rockets need? Need, need to lead the West. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, Mike, Mike, come on, man. Don't tear my heart out my chest like that. Man, man. Hey, I'm a James Harden die hard. James Harden is doing a disservice to himself wasting his time in Houston. They have done everything they could for James Harden, but at the end of the day, it will not get done in in a Rockets jersey. I think that mm. the Bucks, the Bucks just I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, Giannis, if he stay in Milwaukee, he gonna end up just like Dame Lillard. He gonna end up sad and depressed, and he just gonna be there making money. And at the end of the day, that's cool. I mean, you can make, score a lot of points, but people gonna look at your legacy and be like, you ain't win nothing. Cause hey, listen, Giannis take the ball now. If yeah. you super, if you super max me out, I don't care where you want me to play basketball. I don't care if it's Kazakhstan yeah, or Bangladesh. Come on, I'm gonna be for that super max two hundred fifty mil, a quarter of a billion, child. <laughs> you want me to play for the Kukamaka Crack Killers? I got you. I'll drop forty and ten. Bro, I'll they drop. gave I like that Giannis to Miami move. Your boy was talking about. Yeah, man, I'm telling hey, you. I'm hey, listen. Giannis need to go ahead and go to the Sixers. Go ahead and get Ben non-shooting stuff out of there. Hey, listen. I mean, I but you add another non-shooter, though? Wow. But if, you, but you if right, we talking about... We going to really listen, dog them in the we, rebounds now. <laughs> we talking about what the teams need. What makes these teams... We know Giannis going to be Giannis regardless of where he goes. Yeah. What makes the Rockets over the... Okay, get out the East and, and the, the Bucks. Is there any hope for the Bucks getting over that hump? Is there any hope, or is, are they another one? Just hey, scrap the whole thing. What are we thinking? What what's what Jimmy you got Butler need to go to the Bucks? He can help Giannis. Uh-huh. Jimmy uh-huh. Buckets can help Giannis. Hey, listen, that ain't happening because he loved that Miami culture too much. He he came Miami from culture. the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> he came. Jimmy, okay, Daniel House, slow it down. I'm D5, I'm D5 Mike. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Jimmy Butler came from the Bulls. They used to cussing each other out, being abrasive, hard defensive, hard downhill style. And and he goes to Miami where they do basically the same thing. They got basically the same mentality. It's just now he's a star. He's a certified bona fide star with that mentality. And they love him for it and he loves them for it. So I, I don't think he's I don't think Jimmy's leaving there till he retires. I mean, yeah, and it's, 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 it's also a bonus. It's a bonus that it's in South Beach too, Gibbs. I mean, I, I can't find too many straight guys that that don't or any guys at that matter that don't want to be in South Beach all they like. <laughs> hey, I was just gonna say, if you ever seen Pride in Miami, boy, that uh, it's whatever you want. They got it in Miami. Okay, mm-hmm. they got yeah. it all. All righty, 
uh, Guyton, what you got, man? What what do the Rockets need to get over the hump? What do the Bucks need to get over the hump? Um, the Rockets need to completely retool, get get Westbrook out of there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's plenty of teams that ain't had star power and need to sell some jerseys that's willing to buy Westbrook off of the Rockets. You can send right. Westbrook to a Knicks, to a Pistons. There's plenty of teams that are, that are take Westbrook happen. Hold on, don't 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 take our 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 our, our sand and give us. Mud back. This is the Pistons and the Knicks. Come the, the, on, Rockets just, the Rockets need to retool. The Rockets Man, need to completely they... retool. Their system isn't going to work. They need to get a system to where Harden is a primary ball handler and he can give the ball off to some primary pieces. Rocket, I mean, uh, Harden, besides LeBron, is probably one of the only players I see in the NBA that if you have the right role players around him that's reliable, he can get you wins with him being the only star on that team. I honestly believe that. Um, I mean, we've seen it happen before, I mean, right? So, so you need to get him some bigs that can get him some hey, rebounds when his shot ain't falling. Can we note the fact that we have never heard Chris as loud as when we talk about the rocket? <laughs> he, done, he done turned the mic sensitivity to a hundred. He done, no, you ain't gonna tell me. But go, go ahead, John. Yeah, so so if, I, I I say Harden stays in Houston. They just need to completely retool, break that whole experiment up, get a new coach with a good system in there for Harden. Get get rid of Westbrook. Like I'm sorry to reveal this, but the best Russell Westbrook that we've ever seen is already past him. Like we've already seen the most productive that we'll ever see Russell Westbrook. It's nowhere that he can go at this point except down. Absolutely. You need to go back to the Thunder. Hey man. Absolutely. Why not? I, I said go hey. back to the Thunder or go join up with Dame and y'all just go. I, I don't. Th- I don't think Westbrook is at the point where he goes back to OKC yet. I think he's going to have a few years to where he's trying to prove he's the man, and then he's going to have a, a like Chauncey Billups 2014 Thunder reunion. That's how this whole thing is going to end. But mm-hmm. I can um, hear you. yeah. So that's the. I think the Rockets still have a window to win. They just need to retool, especially in the West, to where the West is competitive. But at the same time, it's still a toss-up as far as like who can win it. Golden State come back next year. Yeah, right. yeah which is they come back strong. Right. Yeah, I think they're going to make some big moves. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State's are the favorite to win next year. The Bucks, um, do whatever you can and try to salvage that situation before Giannis leaves. You're Milwaukee. I'm sorry to reveal it, but with the pieces you have, there's one no trades you can make to put another star around Giannis or try to improve that situation. And two. You can't free up cap space and be like, "Hey, we'll sign this guy because y'all y'all about to go play basketball in Milwaukee." Uh, well, mm, uh, no, no, I you you heard the crickets. You heard <laughs> exactly. So, um, if I'm Milwaukee, I prepare for Giannis to leave. I think their window to win is already closed. I think you just try to tool up as many pieces as possible. Um, so you can play decent basketball once Giannis can leaves. They double down then? Double down on what they already got? I, I say I say double down. I say just get another go at it and then if you feel like Giannis is about to leave, trade some few pieces trade other pieces that you got for assets so you can try to, you know, get some Van Vleets over there or get some decent draft what about picks a in the coming Warren? years. No. You don't like that. I I think T.J. Warren with Giannis could help Chris Middleton, you know, come a little alive a little bit. Hey, listen, if the discussion is centered around helping Chris Middleton, we've already <laughs> You got to help Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton but, only scores when Giannis is hurt. And and that's and so 
you know, when we talked about who had the most pressure on him, I said by far Giannis for a reason because Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton. Nobody is thinking, oh, man, Chris Middleton ain't dropped 35. What are you doing? Oh, man, Chris Middleton. Like, Chris Middleton is... Chris Middleton. I mean, he, yes, he's an all-star. Chris Middleton is... But he's Chris Middleton. He is. You're not really... Let's bring over TJ Warren, a diet Chris Middleton, and help Chris Middleton. Is it? Giannis is out of there. Oh, <laughs> diet God. Chris Middleton. Oh, <laughs> Giannis is out of there. Not, not great value. <laughs> not great value. Yeah, Chris, so it, it's... What? it's so, um, oh, I was just going to say from Giannis' point of view, just get out of there and go in a, go to a winning culture, go to somewhere that can afford you and get the right pieces around it. The only logical moves I see at this point is signing with Miami or signing with Golden State. Take less, go to Golden State, go ahead and just get you a win and get it moving. Yeah, I feel he can Chris, pull the snake. Chris, what you looking at? What you looking at? Who who are your teams? <sighs> I mean, what, what can these guys do? And I know you got some Turn your mic sensitivity down, because I know you're going to be yelling at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I for promise. The, I the promise not to get too loud, man. But, but but tell me tell me what the Rockets and then what the Bucks need to get over the hump. So for for me as as a Rocket fan, the first thing is fire Daryl Morey. That's the first thing they need to do. He's not only one time, he's he's got us into an incident with China. He also got us into this jam where we have all these money tied into James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and we don't even have a big man anymore. And you see that clearly is not going to work. If we see somebody like Anthony Davis in the playoffs, it's GG's. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's for one, and then, and then the fact that, and we're going to talk about this later, but the fact that D'Antoni's leaving, he's really the only coach I see that with the, our current roster that we can actually be a competitive team with because any other team, they need a big man to complete their offense. Like, I can't name any other coach that can play with all small guys at all. For sure. So that's sure. that on that. So Daryl Morey and Antony both need to skedaddle. Okay, next thing you do, you just, for what I think they should do is say everybody's on the table. Just tell everybody, every other team, every other, all the other 29 teams in the league that everybody's on the table, James Harden included. And, I mean, you know you're not trading James Harden. You know you're not trading James Harden. But just say everybody's included. And see what they throw out there. Because, I'm, like I said, I, I love Harden and Death, but I'm just a Houston Rockets fan. I just love the the city, the, the vibe I get when I went to the Rockets game in Houston. I just love the organization. So, I, if James Harden leaves, I'm still going to be a Rockets fan. But I'm telling them what they need to do to increase their chances of winning in the future. And I was a big Hakeem Wajuan guy back in the day. But, so, it, it, it just... To me, you say everybody's available. If somebody offers you something like a, a Ben Simmons and a, a three three first round picks, Ben Simmons and three first round picks, and and they take they take Harden for three first round picks, Ben Simmons, and they throw in Al Horford, and you and you and somebody throws in something for Russ, and you get another star over there with Ben Simmons. I might do it honestly because Ben Simmons on a cheaper contract, Al Horford's overpaid. But he gives us a big at least. And Ben Simmons is another guy that we can add a some size to. That's why I say Ben Simmons. I mean, of course you don't. Ben Simmons isn't proving himself yet. But I think over time, if you put the right team around him, even though he can't shoot, or he refuses to shoot with the right team around him, but with a bunch of shooters, I feel like he would be more effective. Him and B both, they not go ever jail well together. So it's just like put him in a different environment. Maybe he changes. 
So that's what I do for for the Rockets. I don't say you go to total rebuild. You get the max possible for hard or Rusper. That's what you do. And you go get you a dang on big man. I don't know why we traded Capella when Capella was part of the team that we almost took down the Warriors with when Chris Paul got hurt. I don't know why you give up somebody like that. Capella was giving us a solid 10 and 10, and he was guarding a big man decently. Why I don't, why we gave him up, I don't know. We was having we was we was struggling early in the season, but that's gonna be just picked up a new all-star. So of course you're gonna struggle. Nobody comes together the first week and just plays good. So I, I don't know. Facts. Okay, so what about the Bucks? What you got for the Bucks? I mean, the Bucks, they give me 2007 Cleveland vibes, if, if y'all if, if y'all agree with me. I, I don't know. They give me like slightly. Ain't LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not LeBron, but to be honest with y'all, they give me they give me 2007 Cleveland Cleveland vibes because what they need to do is they honestly need to trade Giannis, bro, because if Milwaukee wants to be successful, you don't let – I know Cleveland gambled on it, but you don't let somebody like Giannis walk out your door and don't get anything from him. Right. You don't at I all. I mean, Cleveland, you can, Cleveland didn't really gamble. LeBron had a no-trade clause. They couldn't get rid of him even if they wanted to. They just had to allow him to walk. That's that's tough, Milwaukee. Right. But, but, but my thing is – you can get a whole the, the the package that the Pelicans gave up for AD. You can get that from somebody, and I'm being honest right. with you. You can get that <laughs> from, from somebody Hornets. for Giannis. You can, you, I mean, even if it's from the Hornets, it gives you a bunch of pieces that you could eventually move around. Because look at the Pelicans now. David Griffin came in that front office and made magic with that team. You can go to Golden State and say, "Hey, give me Wiggins, give me that second round pick, and then give me." Um, so-and-so, a oh, three-team trade, give me somebody else, and you get Wiggins that second-round pick, this is a weak draft, and you trade them Giannis. I mean, he, if he go there for free and free agency anyway, you're going to be out of luck, so why not? I, I get something. Get something. Here's the thing. If you put – so, for me, I think the Rockets are in the most – the worst position the team could possibly be in. With James Harden, you cannot rebuild. By putting him on the court, period, you're going to win 30 to 40 games just by having him on the court. It don't matter if you surround him. If you trade everybody for future assets and have complete and total fill, he's going to get that team to the playoffs. Then that's just an honest-to-God belief. Well, you say Giannis? No, no, no. Or, I mean, James. James. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're in an unenviable position of – they have to keep trying out a championship while they still have a superstar in the prime. And that is, like, super unfortunate because, you know, sometimes you're the New York Knicks in the 90s. Sometimes that's you. The New York Knicks never won a championship. But who would say they were a bad franchise and they did it wrong, right? Like, they never won a championship, but that's because they they had a, a, a random little bald head guy out of North Carolina, uh, named Michael Jordan that stopped them. And then they said, okay, the ball guy's retired. We're good. And then this this tall, lanky soccer player uh, from somewhere over in Africa came out and said, ah, not so fast, my friends. I'm going to win two for Houston. So, you know, they're, they're, they're where the Knicks were in that you have the star. You cannot get rid of the star necessarily. But you know that you're not going to be in a position 
to win unless some really good things break your way. So I think that they need mm. to get rid of Russ. I think they need. Oh yeah. The, with the with the roster but, that they well, have, what, what, what package can you get for Russ at this point? I mean, Russ it, has been it, proven in a first round exit many times. We almost was a first round exit this year. So, right. what honestly can you get for Russ, bro? Like that's why I'm you looking. Got to send him to a team that don't have nothing. Exactly, yeah, and you you gonna get nothing back? You got. To but here's the, the thing: if you said if you get a if you get an Andre Drummond. With them, if you get an Andre Drummond and you trade Westbrook for um, a backup big and a first round pick in the future, like that, to me, I'm not giving that's up a, a first round pick for us. A future first rounder? You're not giving up like a, a 2021? It's teams that's gonna get that up though. If you go ahead yeah. and trade, you, Russ gotta, you gotta remember it. It's some it's some teams content with just selling tickets, bro. They give up a first round. Right. Go yeah. ahead and get go ahead and right. give a Russ to the Knicks, bro. In return, get a a future pick, Randall, and another piece. The Knicks will happily do that. Exactly. That's what I. So you know you you got that aspect of it, and and that's that's what I think works for them. For the Bucks, get something for Giannis. Learn from, you know, there's a, a very good proverb that uh, I learned when I was young. Uh, a wise, a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of those who came before him. Look at what happened to the magic. When Shaq, when it was clear, when it was looking like Shaq may want out. And that wasn't even as clear as this one is. That one, people heard some whispers and Shaq was gone. There was not a clear indication of Shaq wants out as much as there is that Giannis is probably gone. And that, you know, get something for him. Get whatever you can for him. And that way, if you're in the East and you get a good package for Giannis, a good package plus the players that you already have, that keeps you competitive in the East. And I know that we're looking at, well, they they just got swept by the Heat, or basically a gentleman's sweep from the Heat. The Heat are low-key, the way they've been playing in this bubble, a highly underrated team. They flew under the radar for a lot of people. But the way they got Kelly Olenek playing defense. I'm going to just leave it at that. When you talk about what, how good this team is, Kelly Olenek is playing defense. Come on now. Come on. Like, that's that's all I got to say for how, how, how hard Spo has those young men playing. So there's that. And and uh, that's that's what I prescribe for them. And Chris, are you a fan of all Houston teams or just the Rockets? I'm a fan of the Rockets in Houston, not all Houston. Okay, good, good, because we was gonna we was gonna have to put you on. We was gonna have to check on you. We was gonna have to check on you hourly to make sure you ain't hurt yourself. If you was also a fan of the Houston Texans, because they had the first game of the year against Pat Mahomes and company, and boy, KC whooped. <laughs> the wheels off them boys. It, you know, you thought it was bad last year when, you know, they came back from uh, from that really big deficit to have the largest win ever by a team who trailed by 14 or more at halftime. But this 34-20 don't really show the score because the, the, um, the Texans got a couple cheap scores late. Does this 34-20 victory, does this domination really, and the the worst part about it, if you get dominated and Pat Mahomes puts on the show, that's okay. But the show was put on by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If Pat Mahomes goes off for 420 yards, 
if he goes off and, you know, does something crazy, Travis Kelsey is uncheckable, Tyreek Hill burning and McCall Harmon burning the top off your defense, that's fine. I'll live with that. But the rookie running back being a complete revelation is, you know, does that does that put the rest of the league on notice for, hey, I know you thought we were good last year, but we're taking it to another level this year. Um, I, I think so. I mean, thanks to this pod and thanks to y'all, I watched football for the, like a full football game for the first time in like three years. But <laughs> honestly, um, seeing the moves that happened in the off season and then with everything being weird with COVID, and I feel like these teams not being fully in sync the way that they should be, honestly, don't see a reason why. Uh, I think this is just a statement game. I, I from that game, I just don't see a reason why Kansas City is, is isn't going to repeat this year. I feel it. I feel it, Chris. I, I I honestly, repeating football is very very hard. Like yeah. I don't think people realize how hard. Like football is a lot of luck. Like repeating football is almost like getting 10 points higher on the ACT. Like, most times you take the ACT, you're not getting 10 points higher the next time you take it. So, I mean, if the, the Chiefs are looking like a team that's in position to do so, but I feel like it's too early to call it because, you know, football is football. And plus, they letting fans in the arena, so I don't even think this is going to last much longer. So, Right, right. I feel that. Especially, feel especially that. with flu season coming up. Oh, man, it's oh. about to be... Ooh. Please, we we trying to keep the COVID talk to a man. Please, <laughs> please, Mike, what you what you thinking, man? Is this did this put the league on notice, or is this is just Houston relax? What you thinking, man? I think this shows that how important the preseason is in professional sports because without those preseason games and without those guys seeing anybody else with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a debacle. Houston looked like they had a plan. They got punched in the mouth, and the plan went out the window. So, Absolutely. to me, it just looked like they in football. You have to be able to adapt. It you have to be able to adapt continuously throughout a game to what people are throwing at you. And I think that Andy Reid just Andy Reid has a bag, and we all know that. And Pat Mahomes is the perfect chess piece to make the bag work. And I just think Houston just, they couldn't keep up with his bag. Like, did you see the cross screen with Travis Kelsey running a tight end oh screen with God. the orbit behind it? Oh, my God. I was like, yo, this man Andy is in his bag. I want Andy Reid arrested. That play was criminal. That It was you stupid. Know, I don't care if it was a 12-yard game. It was stupid. You just, And you know, when you... When you put that much eye candy in front of a defense, you mm. know, high school, they're going to go with the orbit. College, they might be disciplined, but still, that play going to hit big. In the NFL, that play ain't supposed to pop like that. But because no. of your personnel, because you got Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest. you got respect men, out there. Not Exactly. Not just in the league, but in the world running that. You, you know, that's. Mm, mm. You're not getting away with that play if you don't have the personnel to run that play, period. Absolutely. He's a genius. He's a genius. Really. Andy Reid. And I said this before he won a Super Bowl, so I don't want nobody saying I jumped on the bench. Andy Reid has always been an offensive genius, and he continues it now. But go ahead, man. No, nah, man. I definitely think that 
Houston needed a better preseason. That's really what it come down to. So what's going to happen is, like Tampa Bay today, to me, that just looks like a team that just went out there and just said, we got people, so we should beat them. And a lot of teams, mm-hmm. you need that time to go against another team. You need those mm-hmm. preseason games, man, because you got guys on those rosters right now who should not be on those rosters. Absolutely. They because they're Absolutely. keeping extra people. There are people on that roster playing right now who should probably be sitting at the couch. So I definitely think the preseason is important, especially in football. But you, you hey, can't you can't fake the funk though with football. Like you got you gotta play. You gotta play at the end of the day. Hey, listen. So. After what I saw at the Lions pass rush today, uh, where if y'all need an interior rusher, we got a guy out of Calgary, out of NC State. Come on. Come get him. Well, I'm Come coming get, in for I'm coming in for half of vet minimum. <laughs> we can't we cannot get no worse than what I saw today out of our pass rush. But I, Y'all need to bring me. Ziggy back. Hell, Ziggy could do better than what I saw. Oh my god. Who can't do better than what, what we saw today? Y'all Chris, still got Trey think? over there, don't y'all? Uh yeah, Trey Flowers. He got a sack cause fumble today. So he sack force fumble today. So he's he he's doing his part. Now the mm. rest, I, mm, mm, I don't know about you that. need. You need to talk about how Chase Young went stupid today, though. Oh man! Oh, uh, listen. If we had time, if we had time, we would love to get to every sport and everything that's happening. But we we just don't got the time for it. Chris, what you thinking? Would this have put the league on notice, or was this just a a, a whole hum? You know, this is huge. Uh, this this was a this was a put the league on notice. Usually, a champion comes back in the season and they're the hunted. This is the mm-hmm. league on notice, like, hey, y'all can hunt us if y'all want to. We still got that stuff. So, to mm-hmm. me, it was like, because the Texans is supposed to be a great team this year, supposed to be. They're supposed to be a good team this year. So, for them to do like that to them, I really don't see why a team would come in there confident, like, oh, they, they just going to lollygag. No, Pat, and it's a young team, too, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have many old Absolutely. guys on that team. Absolutely. So, so I'll say this. It – don't get me wrong. The Texans are not a good football team. I would be surprised if the Texans win seven games this year. And I know it's a quarterback's league and they got one of the best in the business. However, his offensive line is trash. They traded his number one target. Traded everything away. They tra- Basically. And they don't got no first rounders either. And their tight end is, uh, I their backup tight end caught a touchdown. It was the third of his career, and he's been in the league for about six years. Their tight ends are trash. The the core that they gave him to throw the ball to, despicable. Bill O'Brien, he when I say I want uh, when I said I want Andy Reid arrested, it's because it was criminal how good that play was. When I say I want Bill O'Brien arrested, I want him arrested for stealing from the McNair family. He stole from them for years. He stole it from them as a head coach. They extended his power to GM. He stole from them as a GM. He overpaid Laramie Tunsil. He got rid of uh, of, of Nuke for basically not. How you get rid of one of the most productive receivers in the league for a second-round pick and a running back who had not been good? In four, and I love David Johnson. I'm more high on David Johnson than most people. That trade, the Cardinals won it by a mile. The Cardinals 14 won that catches, trade 151 by, oh, yards today. And that, I'm pretty sure that's more than their entire receiving core combined put together. So, you know, that's that's just it's disappointing. It's it's 
it's upsetting me and my homegirls. Okay, it's it's awful. <laughs> what? But uh, but hey, listen, you you know the reference, okay? If you don't know the reference, <laughs> then go look it up. But anywho, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that I I wanted to say it's just Houston, but the style in which they won that put that's what put the league on notice for me. The Chiefs were known for. If you can, you know, if Mahomes is hurt, which he was last year for the uh, a good portion of the middle, or if you can just, you know, have an inclement weather game where it's going to be hard to run a uh, throw the ball, you'll be all right. That Clyde Edwards-Alaire is showing people this is why you still draft running backs in the first round. This is why. You can say all you want. Oh, that, re- that production can be replaced anywhere, and that can be. We did not see a single chief running back. Look like he did in game one consistently last year. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. Now you know I, you know I'm Kyle Shanahan Jr. now. I'm just saying, I didn't see any running back look like that out of the Chiefs backfield last year. The Chiefs running backs look good at times, but I never saw him look like that. So I, I think because of because of the fact that they just said, Hey guys, I know y'all thought we were good last year, but we added another dimension. Take care. Y'all be safe. It it for me that definitely, that definitely Push the league on notice, man. I, and, and, you know, as a Lions fan, I'm happy right now because we stink anyway. We weren't going to be one of those teams that was going to compete anyway. I feel bad for the Baltimores of the world. I feel bad for the, uh, for the, the, um, the, well, Cowboys fans are delusional. They think they're going to win it every year. The Cowboys fans of the world, uh, the Buccaneers fans with all these new shiny pieces they got. I feel bad because y'all thought that y'all team had a shot. And then Pat Mahomes showed up with this little short, little pint-sized running back, and they said, don't worry about it. We'll take it from here. So, you know, y'all hear the Don Tolliver playing. Y'all know what that means. Uh, we want to thank our guest, Mike Rose, for coming out one more time. And, you know, we he's a friend of the pod. You can always come back anytime, brother. Um, we thank you all for listening. We know y'all tired of us, and, and, and we tired of the Chiefs being great. So, and I'm tired of the Lions stinking. I'm tired of talking about football all together today. So come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,